Hey, you are listening to the Gear Trick Podcast all about motorcycle gear. I'm sorry I've been out for a little while. I had some health issues and then winter, bleh. And then, you know, things, life, that sort of thing. So I'm back and uh, I've got a couple of exciting episodes planned for you. I have a very special guest for my next episode in two weeks. So I'm going to try to bring these closer together. So for episode four tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening, we're going to talk about riding jeans. And I'll also throw in some info about riding pants, because they kind of go hand in hand together. But uh, in two weeks, I'm going to be joined by a friend of mine, and um, also a really just awesome, cool woman by the name of Tracy Motts. You may or may not have met her or know of her. She is the Senior Brand Relations Manager at Revit Sport USA. They are based in New York. And if you read my reviews and you read my articles and you read my contents and you've heard uh, me on my other older podcast, Motorific, then you know what a fan I am of Revit and you know that I wear a lot of it. So I'm going to put together some really great questions for her. We're going to kind of chat about just women's gear, but also, of course, find out what Revit's up to. Um, maybe a little bit of insight from a manufacturer's point of view. So that'll be two weeks. Uh, this week, I do want to talk to you about riding jeans. And there's a million things that we could talk about when it comes to riding jeans. We could talk about fitment. We could talk about price. We could talk about styling. We could talk about protection. Um, I guess I'm going to try to touch on a little bit of everything there. I get a kind of, there is there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to riding jeans. And, um, you know, everybody wants to know something different. Everybody has different questions, concerns, issues about riding jeans. For me personally, riding jeans is something that I'm it's pretty new to. I haven't, I bought my first pair of riding jeans like three years ago. And, um, I don't know, in 15 years, this, this year will be my 16th year of two wheeling, 15 years of motorcycling, a year of scootering. And when I started scootering, um, I was wearing my regular jeans. I didn't know anything at all about riding jeans. I knew about my riding helmet and gloves when I was riding my scooter back in San Francisco was my previous in my previous life. And uh, I just didn't even think about it. You know, I wasn't, I'm sure, I mean, I can't, I can barely remember the day we purchased that scooter back at Scooteria West, back when it was known as Scooteria West. And I remember, you know, talking about, well, we got to get your helmet. Okay, great. So then I bought the helmet that everybody, probably nine out of 10 of you, uh, bought as your first helmet was an, a full face helmet was an HJC. Mine was a CL 14. I'm totally dating myself because now they're up to CL 17. So see every five years, 15 years. And then I remember gloves were important. So I bought a very cheap pair of icon gloves. Also well known for uh, gearing up many, many beginner riders. And then I saw this really cool Vanson jacket. And at the time, um, I remember just putting it on and I thought, I really like this. This is cool. I'm going to buy it. Eh. And <laughs> that, that's, 
I, that's all I remember. Uh, it was actually a men's jacket. And back then I was a little bigger, so it fit me a little bit better. And um, it didn't have any armor, by the way. I bought it. You could put it in there, but when we bought the scooter, I remember it was closing time. I remember we bought it and it was like they were closing. We were just wrapping up paperwork and we still had to get gear. So the saleswoman just politely stayed late with us. We bought the helmets. We bought the jacket. I'm sure we bought the gloves that night and that was it. I drove home in the car and my husband rode the scooter because for the most part, when we purchased that scooter, it was going to be his toy and I would maybe ride on the back once in a while. I wasn't really going to do anything with it because I, I, you know, I took the bus to work. I didn't even think about riding motorcycles or any of that nonsense. It's funny how you don't think about doing something and then it just takes over your life. So that was it. That was all the gear. And then pants were just like not even an afterthought. It wasn't even a thought that I should even wear a specific kind of riding pant that, um, that I should consider any protection below my waist. That discussion wasn't even, that question, that subject, it wasn't even brought up. And that's, I think, why jackets probably outsell pants five to one because persons like myself, uh, we don't, in, in stores and dealerships and whatnot, we don't encourage you enough to look at your lower half. I do my best to always follow up questions with my customers when, and, and readers online, you know, when they're asking me about jacket options and boot options, I go, well, what else do you need? Do you need pants? Do you need gloves? Do you need riding jeans? Like, what else do you need? So riding jeans are a really natural want and need. Right. I'd say it's probably even more popular now than ever before. I remember when I first started working at Scuderia back in 2000, God, I want to say it was 10 or so. Just as it gets later, I just, my memory just gets worse. Um, people were asking for them. Uh, they started to, the options were minimal. I don't even think we had any women's riding jeans because the, the options were just so few and riding pants for women were just so few. And that's a whole nother topic that we can probably get into in a different episode is riding pants. It, the, the challenge with jeans is if we just put aside the protection and the cost part, the third aspect of that is fit, as with the rest of your gear, with a glove or a jacket or a pant or a helmet. With jeans, it's, I'd say the, <laughs> the fitment for women especially is as difficult as trying to fit yourself properly for a helmet without having ever done that before. So if you're a woman and you shop for just some wonderful, comfortable jeans, you know how tr really uh, almost impossible that task feels, how, how difficult uh, that might feel as far as I got to find the right sizing. I got to find the right material. I got to find the right inseam. I got to find the right price. I got to find the right fit. And for women, that's really, really hard because of um, hips and because of uh, waist and thighs and your butt and the ratio between your waist and your thighs. You know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing that I think many men don't have to worry about. Look you. Um, but for women, especially again, it's so very challenging 
And every day, I, uh, practically every day, any time a woman comes in, she's nine times out of ten, they're asking about jeans. More than half the time, I would say. They're asking me about jeans. And up until very, 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 very recently, it was very difficult for me to make recommendations. And even now, with the choices that we do have, they're not good enough for the majority of women that I've had to deal with, that I've had to um, come help in the store and, and online and whenever I go places and I chat with women about riding jeans. It's just a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And basically what it comes down to is motorcycle gear companies trying to be motorcycle jean companies. No, I take that back. Trying to be jean companies. So take a company that specializes in maybe a riding, riding jackets. And then, oh, we got to make a jean. So that's a very, that's a, that's a big task. That's a huge task. So, so what do you do? So do you make it for a one specific kind of woman? Do you bother making it for three different types of women's bodies like Levi's does and like Old Navy does? Do you just make one and hope that someone will wear it? What do you do? And then you know, <laughs> matching, matching up that gene to different bodies and going online. And it's just a whole thing. And it makes me very mad because writing genes are clearly something that what people want, that women want. Um, it's so very hard for us. And the answer is not more choices. We don't want a million more choices if they all are average and not that great and only fit half a percent of us. We want maybe five more amazing choices because we all know the paradox of choice. And if you don't, go Google it right now because there's a point where it's no longer an easy decision. Now you've made your decision 10 times harder because you're looking at 20 of the same thing. So I'm always happy when I have three really good options, maybe four. Yeah, yeah, five would be a dream, um, but it's really, really hard to do that. So, so I guess in this episode, I'm going to try and give you some, give you some ideas on, um, how to start looking for riding jeans, but also maybe just some general pant sizing. Um, also what, what features to look for. And as far as protection, you know, what the differences are and why your riding jeans should cost as much as your favorite or as much as a pair of designer jeans, because we all know that high-end designer jeans are well over $200. You can go into any department store and then if you want, drop $200 to $300 on designer jeans that do nothing for you. For that amount of money, you should be wearing a tremendous uh, riding pant or an incredible riding jean. And if we've you know, if you listen to my older podcast, Monorific, then you heard my interview with Laura, who is the founder of Worse for Wear, and how challenging and how difficult and how arduous the process is to fit uh, riding jeans for people, and especially for women, because that's, again, a whole other thing. So the first thing that's really, really important is, is that you do want to spend more than you would spend on your regular jeans. That means you're getting a jean that is more than just something to cover your body and resemble a denim because you don't need motorcycle specific jeans to do that. 
you already have that. Why even bother? If it doesn't have uh, really, really important elements like reinforced fabric and materials behind the denims, I'd say preferably I would love it if all riding jeans, if more riding jeans were designed the worst for wear way um, or like other high-end brands like Rocker where the denim fabric is not a traditional cotton-based denim. It is not a raw denim. It is not a cotton fabric. It is a uh, more synthetic, high abrasion resistance, tear resistance fabric like Armalith. That's um, a fabric, that's a French brand, I believe, French material that Laura used to use. And uh, Armalith, that's A-R-M-A-L-I-T-H. Go Google that. That material is amazing. And I love, I love how they breathe. I love the comfort in my worst wear jeans. I've seen Rocker use them also. Rocker's also using other fabrics from a company called Scholler. Scholler is Swiss, as Rocker is, and they're using a fabric called Dynatech. That's a Scholler fabric because Scholler specializes in fabrics, and they have invented all kinds of wonderful synthetic non-cotton-based fabrics for protection, for durability, and specifically for abrasion. So in a perfect world, you want that denim to be made of something that does not resemble the 100% cotton that is in your closet. Otherwise, again, what's the point? It's... Nah, I'll get to this in a second. So that's, again, that's it, that's the dream, that you can find a jean with that kind of protection. The other other fabrics in, in this family can include Cordura denim, so, or Cordura and nylon. DuPont Cordura is a pretty popular fabric. Go ahead and Google that also. DuPont, like the paint, uh, the family, DuPont. And they invented a fabric called Cordura. Um, but I believe now that fabric and the licensing for that belongs to another company, camera the name of it um, but if you google it cordura fabrics you'll see a few different kinds of cordura fabric and one of them is denim so cordura denim is used in a few different men's jeans off the top of my head that i can remember uh climb uses it in the k51 and the k52 the uh, scorpion they use it in the covert pro jeans and the regular covert jeans um revit they use uh cordura denim in several of their men's riding jeans, like the Seattle, like the Austin, like the Lombard, I believe. And then in the, I think in the women's jeans, the Madison, they use Cordura denim. So that way you know that that denim fabric, again, is not just cotton, but it's a stronger alternative to denim. Now, I would say that it shouldn't be a substitute for a strong riding pant, I certainly don't substitute my riding jeans for my leathers or my high-performance textiles when I'm out traveling or touring. But for me personally, I wear, I like my riding jeans to do my 20-minute ride to work because I do get on the freeway and I'm going 65, 70 miles an hour or 35 to 70, depending on which highway I'm on. So I want my jean to hold up to the potentiality for, sorry, I don't think that's a word, I want my jeans to hold up to the potential of me sliding and crashing at 60 miles an hour because somebody was texting and driving and they didn't see me and they're running me off my lane from number two to three or whatever and there's a potential there for me to be sliding and I want my jeans to hold up so good, so, so good that they're still on my body when I come to a stop. I also am looking for tremendous seam construction. 
So the having that fabric be the most amazing fabric in the world isn't enough because if it's not sewn together properly, if it's if the seams aren't constructed in a way that uh, mean if I crash that the pants are going to stay on my body, then what's the point? Because I could wrap myself in a blanket's worth of armolith and crash in it, but what good is that if it's not going to stay on my body and hold together, right? So the seam strength and construction is really, really important. And then it goes hand in hand, I think, uh, with riding jeans. And it's something that I try to impress upon anyone looking for jeans is you want a nice, you want strong safety seams, especially you want reinforced seams at the two places where you're going to slide and probably use those pants and hopefully, you know, probably make contact with the ground, which is your hips right along your hip bone your knees, that knee seam along the side, and maybe even the center of your butt. Um, you don't want those seams to blow. You don't want those seams to open while, you know, when you hit the ground, you don't want the, basically the pull, right? So when we crash, the fabric is kind of pulled apart. The fabric is being stressed and pulled away from the seams. And you need that stitching. You need the thread. You need the technique of the way they folded the stitches over and then sewed them together again. Um, you want that also to be equally strong. And that's where, you know, say a cotton riding jean, so like a 98% cotton jean, will probably, riding jean, like um, a good example is the Alpine Stars Daisy for women and the Alpine Stars Copper for men. The jean itself is cotton. However, they do use strong, they do do a nice reinforced stitching over the hip and um, I believe along the knee pocket area. So at the very least, the stitching is, it's much stronger than your jeans. And in a jean like those two Alpine stars, they'll also have um, airmen jersey reinforced along the seat, um, covering your whole bottom and then your hips, and then the front of your thighs, all the way down to your knees. Um, so it'll be better, you know, it's a nice big jump from your jeans, but going back to the perfect world scenario of, like, uh, the worst four jeans I have, a rocker jean, those kinds of jeans where they're utilizing a fully synthetic fabric, um, Armolith, Dyneema, Dynatech, these are all synthetic fabrics that you want to look for in your riding jeans. Now you have that wonderful combination of this fabric is so strong. It's stronger than my, my cottons. Hopefully I'm going to get a good four or five second slide time. The seam cons construction is fantastic. Everything's reinforced stitched. Of course, there's armor in there because what's the point of riding pants and your riding gear if you don't have armor. Your armor is, as we know, equally vital in protecting you as the abrasion and sometimes more important. A good example is going to get ice cream after work. Your ice cream spot is two miles from work and you're going to stop on the way home. Well, that's what 20 mile an hour stop signs, 30 mile an hour stop signs. At those speeds, you're not worried about sliding um, down the street past three stop signs, you're worried about being merged into and being separated from your bike and hitting the ground. 
And when we hit the ground, especially on our lower half, you know that hips and knees, those are the two places that you hit the ground first. And that's just, um, I guess, body mechanics, I suppose. Like if you trip just walking across your living room, your hips, your knees, your shoulders, your elbows, and your hands, they will all hit the ground. You can't stop. That's where your body lands, right? You don't hit your thighs to the ground. It's your hips and your knees. I say your knees first, maybe your hips next. Uh, but the knees are that high kind of high risk area. So you want body armor in your jeans and uh, that's going to be for sure your hips and knees. So your materials, your seam strength, and your body armor. Those are the three things, just like in your regular riding pants and your textile riding pants, your leathers, your track leathers, you want the same type of protection, maybe not the same level because the whole point is you already have track leather, you already have street leather, and you want a jean just so you can do that, you know, quick two-mile, three-mile ride to get ice cream after work and be comfortable and then do your short commute home. And that's why I decided to do a riding jean because, um, I don't know, my, my riding's just changed having moved to Philadelphia from when I used to ride to work in San Francisco and now that with this, the weather, this crazy swinging uh, changes in weather that we have the need for a jean it's a little bit more I'm actually le more likely to wear them and there's actually more options so that and better options because I was waiting personally I was waiting for the ultimate jean I had tried that Alpine Stars Daisy cotton jean and I hated it there was no stretch there was no give. I did not like one thing that um, you do need to look for. And the one thing that I hate about riding jeans is most of them, 99% of them are not articulated at the knees. And the reason why there's seams sometimes at the knees, a good example is Revit. If you look up a men's Revit Seattle jean, and then ladies look at a Revit Monroe, sorry, Revit Madison jean, the Madison 2s, if you zoom in on the knee photo, there's not, you're not looking for the vertical seams that hold the pocket, that stitch the pockets inside to the jean, but you're looking for that articulated seaming where it allows your knees to bend and be comfortable. The Seattle's in particular have a lot of it. They also have a big gusset, and I'm pretty sure the women's one does too, but it has a very comfortable crotch gusset because we all know that when we have jeans on and then we raise our legs and bring our knees up to get over our seats, we're stressing our crotch seams, right? And the gusset, and when there's a gusset there and when things are uh, constructed properly for riding, it doesn't, uh, you're not going to tear your jeans open. You're not going to split your jeans open. Uh, there's room for that, and they're thinking consciously about making the jeans fit that way and you also want to look for that kind of comfort that's why it's really important again to sit on your motorcycle um, hopefully you've read my shopping rules on my website and you know that sitting on your bike is the way to test your fitment because the whole point of your riding gear is to ride in them and I know of course to look comfortable and feel comfortable when you're off the bike but if you can't ride comfortably in it then you may not be comfortable. So some riding jeans do not have that articulation and the kind of bike I'm on, and especially for those of you who are also on sport bikes and more aggressive sport bikes. I mean, mine is, I would say mine's a moderate sport bike because I'm not leaned over as some of you. 
my foot pegs aren't as high as some of you. And I'm, I'm, my knees are bent pretty hard, but not nearly as hard as if I were on a different bike and more of a track oriented bike, like a Daytona. And even I can feel my knees just bothering me if I'm wearing my riding jeans for too long. So that's why I can, I generally am happy in them for about half an hour, but I am so used to the articulation and comfort of my riding leathers because they're, they are perfectly form fitted to allow my knees to bend and be in that seated position for a longer period of time that um, I just prefer, have always preferred wearing my riding pants and not riding jeans. So with jeans, you want to definitely look for that also. Um, I would say those are kind of, those three, four things are like your big, big things you want, right? You want to spend just a few more dollars because you want more protection you want a big jump in protection from what you have and you want more, but also you want more protection, right? So how are you going to get that protection if the only difference between your gene and the riding gene is, you know, a small little patch of air mid jersey on your knees and no thought to safety stitching or abrasion resistance fabrics um, because that's the whole point, right? So fabric, the armor, uh, maybe turn the pants inside out and see how are these knee pockets constructed? What armor options do I have? Is there enough room for me to wear different knee armor? Did this brand even consider the fact that I want to wear armor? Is there even a pocket so that I can make that choice? So the choice is not made for me before I purchase them that there, the armor is there if I want to add it because is, because we know it's a very, very, very important aspect of your riding gear is armor. So I personally, I never recommend a brand or a jean that does not have armor pockets for you to add, either add your own armor if they don't supply it. Um, the other thing you also can always do is change it. So if they give you armor and you don't like it, example in those two, <laughs> go back to the Alpine Star jeans, um, the armor that they supply and those two models I mentioned, the Daisy and the Copper for men, the armor is kind of thick. And so if you, you walk in them, they're fine. But as soon as you get on something sporty where your foot pegs are not in front of you, but they're either below you or behind you, now you, you are bending your knees hard. And now the armor that's in there is too thick. And now it hurts your knees because there's no space left when you bend your knees. Well, you can take that out. And then you can swap it out for a really low profile armor. Now the protection is going to drop, right? Because now you're going to low profile armor to something like Dionysia Pro Shape or Revit C-Smart or um, another low profile brand. So that's the compromise. But, um, you know, riding gear, it's one big compromise um, depending what you choose. So remember that you can change them. Same with the hip protectors in, your, in a jean. And, and again, in any riding pant. Uh, you can change the armor anytime you want. And if they just give you foam without any CE rating to it, level one or two, then you know that you need to upgrade it. And armor can cost you as little as $20 a set. Uh, off the top of my uh, head, I'm pretty sure that a pair of Icon level one D3O hip and knee protectors will cost you under $50. And they're great because they're really soft and um, 
they're really thin and they're comfortable. They're not as, okay, $25 for a set of knee pads. That's icon level one. Um, and then a, a hip protector. Let's see, how much is a icon D3O hip protector in level one is less, it should be less than $25. Let's see. Oh, it's actually $25. So $50 right there. That's, that's one particular brand and one particular style. But remember, you can always change that and you can always pick something better to fit your body better. And just like our motorcycles, sometimes we have to tweak our gear. So those are some of the features and, um, you know, materials and uh, design and, and other pieces in your riding jeans that I hope you will look for and that I hope you will think about. And then if you're thinking about, well, should I even consider riding jeans? Okay, so remember that the, you know, jean, riding jeans are primarily the choice when you want that style and that look because a riding jean cannot outperform a high performance uh, riding leather, for example. I would say that some of the higher end riding jeans can perform um, as well as performance textiles. So like the Armalith fabric I was saying, the Dynatech denim, those fabrics actually can perform quite well up against a, you know, high performance Quadura fabric even, because it's a very similar synthetic fabric. So we have to compare apples to apples because no, a $99 riding jean will not outperform a $400 riding jean or like an Armalith or a Dyneema based riding jean. Or remember, some, we're talking about synthetic denims and they, they're not really real cotton based denims, right? So a riding jean is never a substitute for your textile pants, but they're certainly, I would say, a great companion. It's just like having um, two sets of gear in your closet. You have your summer suit, you know, when you live in Philadelphia, it's 90 degrees with 90% humidity or 70 degrees with 90% humidity and it is hot. So you need a spring and summer suit maybe when the temperatures start to bump up from 70s to 80s to 90s. And then you have your fall winter suit when you decide to go out riding when it's high 40s or low 50s and 60s. And so you have two different suits that complement each other. And I would say that riding jeans are the same kind of thing. It's a complement to your technical textile pants or your technical leather riding pants. Um, I The reason I'd say that you would want to have a higher performance pant is because like a textile is textiles and leathers well okay there's the whole leather versus textile thing but just looking at performance textiles you will get more features you will get ventilation you might get waterproofing you might get uh, sizing adjustments around the calves around the ankles around the waist you might get different pocket layouts. You might get different liner options. The biggest thing I think that you will get differently is the fitment. And it goes back to that knee, kind of that pre-curved, articulated fitment that you don't tend to get in riding jeans. But there's a couple that I've seen that do it. And they try to give you a little bit more articulation in the knees but for the most part, they're remember, they're trying to give you the look that you want so badly, which is casual jeans without big seams on the front and big um, markings, which ironically is a, 
right now I find to be a high fashion thing. If you go to the mall and you go shopping online, like quote motorcycle jeans are like a whole thing right now. And moto style is a whole thing with like weird looking seams over the knees and really strange, um, you know, seeming and aesthetics that we normally don't find on real protective riding gear. So remember that riding jeans limit you to what it can do for you. And it kind of fits a specific niche in your closet, I would say. And, you know, as you build your gear closet, you're going to find that you're going to want different things that can perform differently and can do different jobs for you, depending on the riding you do as you become a more experienced rider, as you ride longer, as you ride other bikes. Uh, maybe you're early in your riding career and you're like, well, what do I need to wear and what do I do? Well, starting with a jean is completely reasonable and it's certainly a good starting point. I just would strongly urge you not to stop there, much like taking your basic rider course. It should never be the end of your training. That is just getting your foot in the door so that you know you belong in that room. But it should not, you know, keep you from growing as a rider and growing your gear closet. So I know that, you know, certainly cost is a constraint these days and that's now that we have more options, that becomes better. Now, the only, I'd say, bad news I have is for women. Um, when Worse for Wear closed, you know, this last summer, it was a huge loss to our industry because it was, I would say, one of two strong women's riding jean brands that offered a good variety of fitments and a high-end riding jean. So now there's Actually, I guess three off the top of my head. I was thinking of Atwild. They're based in LA, I think. Um, Stellar, Moto Brand, and then Worse for Wear. Um, what I appreciated about Worse for Wear more was the fact that they addressed the l larger figures. They addressed women who are above a size 10. And we know that many, many women, many American women especially, are not uh, size 4 to 10. You know, four to, 4 to 10 is the sweet spot for women's gear, if you are a size 4, 6, 8, or 10, you fit everything. Everything is made for you. Literally every piece of women's gear is made with your size in mind. And you have the largest choice available of gear. So I, I beg you not to complain about the choices you have because women who are three times your size, maybe 16, 18, 20, think about their choices. They're non-existent. There's maybe one. And to have just three great choices in every category is that, that would just be the dream, I think. So with jeans, I, especially women's jeans, that's, that's also where you do start to kind of narrow your options. You start to kind of pigeonhole yourself into one spot. If you need suggestions, if you need ideas, I, I hope you will contact me. And I'll try to give you as many ideas as I can as far as what's available. If you know of any new women's um, jean brands or pant brands um, that are offered in the U.S., you know, that are offered here, because this is where I live, so these are the women I'm going to speak to as far as what's available. This is where I work, so I can't speak to the rest of the world. But if there are international brands that you think people should know about, I hope you'll send me an email or drop me a line on my social feed and I'll... I'll update this post. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you as far as writing jeans. I'm sure that in future episodes we'll do maybe some more deep discussions about different fabrics. Um, I do want to answer one question that someone 
asked me a while ago about riding jeans. And the question was, I'd like to know why someone would choose to ride in jeans. Um, and the answers are many. Um, I feel like the majority of people that ask me f about riding jeans, the reason they want it is, is really like the look and the function so that they can, you can ride somewhere and not have to change and not, and be comfortable kind of that easy transition of get off the bike, walk in and, you know, meet my friends for dinner. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's, you know, everyone has a different way of wanting to do it and there's nothing wrong with wanting the style or the fashion, you know, and incorporating motorcycling in your everyday activities. One of the ways we do that is with what we're wearing and, um, a lot of people want to blend in. Um, but for, for many riders, riding jeans do make sense because some people like I did in my first year, I, I never even left the city. I never, I didn't go on trips. I didn't, I wasn't out there with other scooters. I was just riding to work, saving three to $4 a day on bus fare and time saving an hour. Um, wow. Saving, I was saving an hour, almost an hour each way to work by scootering. And that was my concern because I wasn't really, I was going places after work, but not like, I don't know. At the time I just didn't, I was already wearing normal clothes. I was already wearing my regular jeans. Like I wasn't, like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't really gearing up heavily. So it wasn't a big deal. And, um, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting something to kind of meet those needs. And so there's, you know, there's options for everybody and, you know, do what makes sense for you. I would just urge you to do it safely using real protection, not what you think is protected, but really isn't, or something that says it's for motorcycling, but it really isn't. And if you're not sure what that means, then I hope you'll visit my 101 pages on my website. And then if you still don't know what that means, please send me an email. You can um, always send me uh, a note through my social feeds, all, all the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. I'm always gear chick without a K. Drop me a question, drop me a line, and I'm, I'm happy to, to answer it. So that's all I have for you for this episode. If I think of anything else before two weeks, then I'll certainly try to throw in another episode. I feel like I owe you a backlog of episodes. In the meantime, uh, like I said, drop me a line on my social feeds. Post a comment on this blog post. Throw in your questions. I want to hear them. I want to hear comments. And I will see you in two weeks when my guest will be Tracy Motz from Revit USA. So have a great week and I'll talk to you later.